chapter 5 from the book The Doctrine Concerning the New Testament Ministry, part 2. Chapter 5, The Five Offices of the New Testament Church, page 140. Thousands who believed on the Lord Jesus, who did not forsake their all to follow him from city to city, they remained in their homes and fulfilled their family, social, and work responsibilities. They gathered around Jesus only when he visited near their area. Then, all of a sudden, in the early chapters of Acts, they see everyone in the church supposedly forsaking all and living community. Then in the epistles, it becomes obvious that the majority of believers did not forsake everything, nor did they live, live community. Attempts to explain that apparent strange behavior of the early believers has resulted in confusion. When commentators have been forced to explain forsaking all and communal living as a strange and unexplainable phenomenon of one of that one brief period of past history, rather than see it as a living principle that is still valid and important for today. Some even have gone so far as to say that the early believers made a serious mistake when they forsook everything. It is better to understand the book of Acts is written primarily to show the activities of the early disciples. The principle of forsaking all and living community, which was so clearly taught by the Lord Jesus and lived by him and his disciples, is portrayed in the book, and it is just as applicable and expedient for his ministers today. The idea that somehow the early church was different from the church of today is also incorrect. There is only one Christ. There is only one body. Only one church. It is confusion to suppose, page 141, that the early church in the book of Acts was started on some strange foundation that Christ had not taught, and then, at some later date, that erroneous foundation was found impractical, impracticable, and had to be changed. All clearly said, that as a wise master builder, he had laid the correct foundation for the Corinthian church. First Corinthians chapter ten, chapter three, verse verses ten and eleven. He had forsaken his all and was a disciple of the Lord, whereas many of the members of the Corinthian church did not forsake everything. They continued with their families, their possessions, and their secular jobs. That is the correct foundation and structure for the church. And it was the foundation upon which the early church in the book of Acts was established. It is also the correct foundation and structure for the church today. To return to the subject under discussion, a deacon then is simply a responsible minister of the church, a servant of God. It is important to point out that it is not the technical meaning or use of these words that is important, but rather to understand their application connection with the church and its ministry. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, Paul gives a, the high qualifications required for one to be a deacon. A, page 142, responsible minister of the church. They must be proved and found faithful first before being assigned responsible ministry in the church. And let these also first be proved, then let them use the, the office of a deacon being found blameless. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 10.
The word office of the deacon has also led to misunderstanding. The word office is not in the Greek text. The six words in the expression use the office of the deacon in the King James Version are just one word in the Greek, diakonia. An accurate translation of the Greek would be, let them minister. The New English Bible has, they must also first undergo scrutiny, and if there is no mark against them, they may serve. The apostle is saying here that a consecrated servant of God must be tried and found blameless before being made a responsible minister. The New International Version has verse 13 in a more accurate way. Those who have served Iaconia well gain an excellent standing and a great assurance in their faith in Christ Jesus. Those who serve well may be considered for more responsible positions as pastors and overseers. In writing about the qualifications of bishops and deacons, Paul wrote, Husbands of one wife, ruling their children and their own houses well, etc. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 2 and 12, Titus chapter 1, verse 6. Here Paul is explaining that if a minister is married, he must fulfill these standards before being considered for great, for greater responsibility in church leadership. It is not to be. End of recording. Amen.